Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 354. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me. And let me tell you where we're at. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I've set my gaze upon the all-new Casa de Cold Coffee. Mm, and mm. I'm telling you what, Cold Coffee, you did all right, man. You're moving up and I mean, the, the, listen... The expansive grounds were a sight to behold. It, you know, and I didn't know if you were going to be able to live up to that. Obviously, that's the standard had been set so high of, of of the type of place that you were going to live. But uh, man, you you're moving on up in the world. You're like the Jeffersons over here. <laughs> that's right. I got Louis Louisy. Where's my phone? Uh, you know, it's something, and it's funny. It took a while to uh, finally get the unboxing. You know, like just all that moving. I'm oh, so grateful yeah. for the people that helped out, and I'm so grateful that I finally got a couple guys to help move as well. But man, just like unpacking and and was just such a pain that I was like, man, I, I you see the end of the the light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, I I know this is gonna this place is gonna be great once it's finally all undone. Then I got sick. And then it was just like I lost all energy to finally like finish things, and finally, uh, as I get, got better with that and finished things, and now to to like now where for the most part it's all done. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I dig it, man. It, it, I mean, granted, we don't we don't have the the pool in the back anymore, um, but in terms of like the the housing's much newer. Um, the uh, you know I'm not having like as the old place had like. There were like bugs, old bugs in the neighborhood. So right. it's like you just, it was just like you can't do anything about it. It was just, it's there. They, they've been living there since like the nuclear testing or something. <laughs> but like here, it's like I haven't had like any sort of like, uh, you know, bug problem. Like the house is newer. It, uh, Staff's, like all, staff's all happy with the arrangements. Staff, I mean, Everybody's not, good. You know, this is this is two <laughs> levels here. You know, they're 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 they like me are like, man, why do we have to climb up the stairs? You know, I find myself <laughs> to go behind the curtain. I find myself sleeping on the couch. Just night, because you don't, just, just don't want to walk oh upstairs. Oh my god, dude, it's that is bad. that is the the epitome of lazy right there, bro. That's that's something to strive to. I'm, like, I'm just not even walking upstairs. Because when you sleep in your bed, you always feel good. You know, like, like my bed. I mean, it's not like the the newest, fanciest bed, but in it's, fairness, it's you do a have nice a massive bed. couch over there. Like yeah. it looks like it'd actually be pretty comfortable. It's it's pretty it's pretty comfortable. It's but that's still lazy, bro. But it's so fucking lazy. <laughs> I was like, you know, because when I sleep upstairs, I feel really good. But then there's some days, you know, because I'll watch TV at the end of the night, and then it's like one of those things where you you sort of watching it, and then you fall asleep, and then you wake up, and you're like, yeah, it's good right here. I'm just good. I'm like, I could walk upstairs, I suppose, or I could just. Take this blanket and just lay right here. See, when that happens to me, I have to go upstairs because if my wife wakes up in the morning, I've slept on the couch all night long. She's like, "Oh, really? You just passed out last she's night?" Assume you oh, yeah, out. exactly. Because yeah. I've been there before. You wake up and you're like, "That's ah, pretty comfortable right now. I got this blanket on top of me right now." Yeah, my like, I'm just stay my couch here. turns into like the recliner and everything, say, you, got you know. Nice, so you got a nice little couch. But there. yeah, if, if I don't, she's just like, "You passed out last night, didn't you?" Yeah. And I'm like, "No, I didn't. I just so kind of felt like so I have to go upstairs." That's funny. So is it feeling like home yet? I mean, dude, you were ten years in the other place oh man it's uh you know it's it's getting there it's getting there i like the different layout you know there were a lot of memories good and mm. bad sort of the other places it was it was tough leaving but honestly uh it feel it feels good to kind of start over Fresh and start. like the neighborhoods uh the neighborhood's decent yeah, um yeah. 
had good views of the fireworks the other night. Like, Did I you? don't even. It's funny because I looked on the map. I don't even know where the hell those fireworks were coming from. But there was like a decent firework display, so I, I walked out front and saw fireworks, which is kind of like what I ha- was able to do at the old place. Um, but it does, man. It, I'm, it feels. I'm. It finally feels sort of comfortable. Um, you know, I wake up and I, it's not like, wait, where the hell am I at anymore? Yeah, yeah. You know, I do like it. And in like you know, it's super close to the apex. It's super close to the the UFC. It's not far from the freeways and stuff. So, um, yeah, it feels it feels it feels good. I think once I started cooking again, because mm-hmm. um, when I first moved in, I was like, oh, I'm just I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with that. So I'd go eat. Once I started cooking, then I was like, okay, now now Spot. it feels like home, you know, because I'm actually making dinner and I stuff. I dig it, man. It's nice. Stuff, it's but... bright. It's big. It's airy, man. Yeah, I appreciate I like that. It. Yeah, I appreciate that. You, you know? do well. Thank you. It was man, it, and it's funny because it was a long process. You, I mean, I was I was bitching to you about all the oh, places. Oh, you were I stressing mean, how for months. Hard to like a place would open, it was gone. Opening. I gone, feel bad for anybody right now that is searching for home. You They're, know, searching for housing. The place right next door. Right. They were doing nonstop construction on it up to like two two days ago, three days ago. There's a sign out front, and I was like, let me just look to see what this place next door is asking. Twenty-two hundred. Oh my! God. For the place next door, which is probably more or less the same house. It's, it's it's pretty similar to this, but less of a backyard. Like if you look out in the backyard, there is no backyard. Like, like Dude. when I, I would like at least I can sit out on the on like in the 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 area out back here. I can I can grill. I'm like, there's no yard. So fortunate. It's just so I, unbelievable what they're charging here I, anymore. I, cu- I couldn't afford to live in Vegas if I was trying to move to Las Vegas now. I couldn't afford it, man. Right. That's just the reality of my financial situation. I bought a house back in 2012, and man, knock on wood, dude, right. did I get lucky, man, because my mortgage payment's locked in. And, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Everybody keeps trying to say, oh, well, you know that's the Raiders' fault. And I don't think that's true. I mean, I don't think that – I mean, it certainly didn't help having a, a good professional team. And then I think the fact that now – other teams are starting to look oh, at yeah. it. We might start having something, but I can't put my finger on it and say this is the Heck. reason why the cost of living has went up here. I mean, having know. a nice stadium and a team, I'm sure that helps the value of the – but that can't be it. It can't How be. much of an impact of the stadium have? I mean, our cost of living went – I mean, it had to be, what, 30 40% something? Mm-hmm. It feels like it literally halved you know what it was before you I mean like it used to be the inside joke man it's so cheap to live here everybody come i'd be like everybody come to vegas you used to tell people now come like, out of here not anymore well, i mean there's no state income tax which that's nice and property taxes are low but it's not cheap anymore it's not cheap anymore it's crazy man but but i am i am grateful to be here and i'm glad you you, you finally got to get over Dude, here it's and, not uh, it's not even like 10 it? minutes from my house man, man. it's so close, much right? closer man it's so I'm much i'm just closer. glad you didn't try to make me go to beat ups because i end up spending like 40 or 50 bucks every I time i know you, i know you're on that nice budget right now <laughs> well, it's, it's just... not a budget it's not a nice budget it's a, it's a <laughs> Save my pennies. We got higher bills. I, I, I know you're on that tight budget with the rent increase, but listen, you, you got what you paid for. I just give you credit there, man. It's not I like that. if you uh, if you'd have been not again the p- place the expansive estates over there, phenomenal. You know, you know I tried to keep all the ground. staff on. I tried to keep all the staff on. You know, so I had to penny pinch. This is nice though, man. This is really <laughs> nice. Well, listen, uh, I, I wanted to check your pulse. I'm enjoying the break, right? I mean, we said let's yeah. enjoy the break. Let's soak in our three week <laughs> off season. Totally enjoying it. I, I'm ready for fights, though, man. I, I'm ready for fights. I am. Uh, you know, 
there is something about being able to watch fights from home that is just fun and just wonderful. Like if there are fights on right now that I didn't have to go where right. I would I would be super stoked. Tuned in. I'm like, it. hell yeah. yeah, I'm watching like I watched every grappling event that's happened right. since then. So I was grateful that, that there was that there was combat sports and things to watch. But getting back into the routine of having to go like three or four days a week, then you're just like <laughs> do we do we want to jump back into this? I'm ready, man. I, you know, I I know what you're saying though. It's you're right about that, and maybe it's part of it. January it's going to be kind of light because uh, USC 270, for instance, you're going to go out to Anaheim, Anaheim for USC 270. Yep. I will not be going out to USC 270, so I'm actually going to be covering that one from home. Obviously, I'll be assisting with you guys, but we're doing something kind of new. I, yeah, I, I guess, we, I guess we could talk about it, right? It's all official, but um, yeah. we're doing so. Uh, well, Georgian goes... Depending on how well the test goes tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Caveat here. We think we're going to be doing something new, but we've got to do a little bit of testing tomorrow. But I guess the plan is, um, you know, Georgian goes have been doing these watch-alongs for a while. That's been something they've been doing for the big yeah. pay-per-view. So they're going to continue to do their watch-along, which um, will be for the entire pay-per-view main card. And I think they do a couple of the prelims as well, the yeah, featured like if the prelims. Pre- yeah, if the prelims yeah, are broken into two, like if they have the early and then mm-hmm. the regular prelims, they start at the regular prelims. So they're on there for quite a while doing that. But we're going to add to that, we're going to add a pre-fight show and a post-fight show. Now, my understanding, first of all, uh, shout out to Goes from MMA Junkie Radio because he stepped up and said, I'm going to handle these. Because it's something that you would be really good at. Um, You know, obviously, it's, you know, some of the live shows that we've done in terms of, like, switching uh, programs and feeds. You know, you remember the the Contender Series previews we did, this kind of – you'd be great at it, but the reality is you're at most events covering this, so you can't do both. So Goes has stepped up. He's going to handle production duties, but we're going to have – He's signing up for a long day, guys. I know, bro. I didn't didn't, (laughs) – you know, when I heard that he put his hand in the air, I was like, well, I sure hope there were some financial discussions behind (laughs) the scenes. Not my place to get involved on that, but, boy, I hope hope there was some – was like, you know, if he had an agent, his agent would be like, goes make sure you ask for something uh, before you sign the dotted I'll, line i hope they took care of him man so we're gonna do a pre-fight show yep with uh, farah with farah hanun should Which we do a pre-fight so, show i'm so excited and to go behind the curtain they they had actually talked about trying to use another individual from within usa today um who's a great personality guy who's involved with mma you know he's a good dude but you know we always are about trying to help and promote from within keeping allow the people junkie to do family right and, and farah's She's fantastic. Right. I mean, she's about as smart and educated when it comes to the fight game as anybody out yes. there. So if the possibility of giving her something to, to do to, to boost her own profile, but also keep it within the family. Phenomenal. I'm so, 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 so happy about that. And and, and people got to understand, like, even though it's like the prelims, it's still late for her. Yeah. You know, like, she can't do the post show because the post show it's in the middle of the damn night. You know, I think it's still like – Maybe uh, I can't. It's gonna remember. be like it's still almost gonna be like midnight. It's gonna be like something. midnight one in the morning, something like that for her. Yeah, which so. is just crazy. I mean, so people ever wonder, like you guys know that we like to grind, you know. But I will always say that I'm very thankful that we have other people on the staff uh, of like-minded individuals that are willing to do the shit that is not glorious. It's mm-hmm. not glamorous. You know, it's like you want to work in MMA media. Okay, are you willing to give up your free life? <laughs> and are you willing to do things like this? You just so, have to sell your soul. You just have to <laughs> give up your soul, give up having a life, and give up sleep. Yep. So here's a case where, you know, for her to do something to better uh, her own profile but also help create something that's great for Junkie, she's going to have to stay up into the middle of the damn night and still be fresh. I mean, luckily for her... 
um, she, she's familiar with doing interviews around that time because, yep. unfortunately for her, she's so far over because she's in, what, e- Egypt? Mm-hmm. So the time zone, she's doing interviews at 1 or 2 in the morning sometimes with fighters just so that she could have it on their time frame. That's right. That's the dedica- de- dedication that she has. So, you know, while some might be like, oh, man, how lucky is that that she's getting to do that? She's busting her ass and staying up late yeah, just well to do this, well you know. Said. So I'm, I'm so grateful that we have people on staff that are willing to do that sort of thing because um, she was one of the first people I thought of. I and mean, we have a couple other on staff that I think will be good as well. But now we have the freedom to use them in other areas where we can use her where we weren't normally using her yeah. on fighting. We normally knew her the day after. So I think the hope is that we'll do more. Like, this is kind of a test run, but I think the yeah. hope is we do more of these for pay-per-view events. You know, Georgian goes, right. always do the watch and So the idea would be, since she attends very few shows because right. of where she is geographically, that she's somebody that could be like a, a, a familiar face. Whereas the post show, so she'll, so, be our pre-show so she'll do the pre-show, and then I'm gonna do a post show, right. um, which will follow at least the first one. Right? At least the first one. So that's the idea. Is I think the post show that's gonna kind of rotate through depending right. on who's where. Because if you're on site, you can't do it. If I'm on site, I can't do it. And right. I'm, I wasn't ever gonna go to Anaheim because uh, Mike Bond, his his dad lives in Southern California, and he's already so out there. so he wants to get out there. Yeah. Which, what, what am I gonna say? Like, you want to go see your dad? No, bro, I'm the on-site <laughs> reporter. Like, st- step back, son. This is my response. How course. dare you? So, so I'm going to handle the first one, and, and uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I don't really know what the format will be yet or exactly how we're going to do it. I know we're going we're gonna to test tomorrow. I'm going to talk to Goes. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be if, you know, working with Goes, so I guess you know, kind of letting him call the shots a little bit yeah. and, and guiding. So the Goes, like, because we'll, we'll still be having the streaming coverage. So we'll still be shooting the interviews afterwards. But you'll be there giving a little bit more context as well, right. you know, talking about and then handing over the, the, like the shot will go to our, the stuff. So if you're watching, it's like an enhanced post fight. We're still going to have the YouTube stream. The goal, at least right now, is to still have the YouTube stream like we normally do, which is this the straight post fight of uh, just you'll see the table. A fighter comes up. We interview the fighter and then it's just the table. But in the new enhanced feed, You'll have John providing context. You'll see John talking about the different other stuff. And then we'll toss to the thing. So That's right. you have the two different flavors. If you want to hear John, which I think you will, you'll watch the John version. When it's another host that you don't want to watch, you'll end up watching, oh, this, the, you'll end up watching the clean stream. <laughs> Be like, well. I don't like you so much, I would rather watch a blank I'd screen. I'd rather just <laughs> watch the empty desk. <laughs> so wrong. So wrong. <laughs> no, clearly you'll always be tuned in to the yeah. one that the host is hosting. That, so that'll rotate So hopefully through. it works out. I mean, hopefully it works out great. I mean, uh, it, it's going to be something different. And, and, and ultimately, it's just about enhancing the the viewing experience of what's going on. You know, if you have a writer, if you have somebody that that follows the sport and is able to kind of do it, give a little context to what somebody may be missed. A right. lot of times people turn into the stream afterwards. Oh, what did I miss? Who did I already see? Who, who, who was already up there? What did they say? Yeah. You know, now we have somebody providing that, that information. So I think it, it should be, maybe we can have really some cool. communication with commenters and things like with that. The commenters, of course. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it's going to, it's going to be, um, like I said, I mean, it's going to be a lot of work for goes, you know, to kind of get it going. But I think once you get the routine down, man, it should be, it should be something really good. I mean, something right. definitely excited for, you know, of just something else that we can kind of provide and, you know, and just another reason to show why MMA Junkie is the best. Damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> but we're starting strong. I think I think having having fair in the beginning and you in the back uh, or you in the, the, the post for the very first one, 
I think we're starting strong. Yeah. You know, at least to sort of set the tone, and then hopefully others can kind of follow it and stuff. But I'm looking forward to it. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm I, again, I don't know exactly what to expect in terms of how it'll be laid out, but yeah. and it'll, it'll be the first time, so obviously we'll kind of have to do it and on the fly. Eli get better. Set in, you know, and have Eli kind of talk about the fights with you, you guys. Can, there you, you go. Because CM's not available, you know, Phil's not available, so you know, it might be Eli. You, you know, you, gotta you, start, I gotta start training him. Get him ready. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, gotta start him young. Gotta start. Get him going, man. Yeah. So looking forward to that. So that'll be around the USC. Obviously, we've got a couple weeks to them. we still got a fight night here in Vegas first that we'll be handling, and we'll be covering that like normal. Uh, and then uh, it'll be funny, right, because I'll do a post-fight show, and then I guess I'll go do the and a half as well. So I'll do a post-fight show, and then I'll do another post-fight show. Or maybe we'll incorporate elements of I, I don't know what we'll do, but uh, looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. A little teaser there for you. So, yeah. listen, you mentioned uh, watching the grappling. I did want to say, man, Fury Grappling 3, if for any reason you haven't watched it, uh, Go watch it. It's on Fight Pass, man. I think I think you'll really enjoy it. We did the whole thing, prelims and main card is like two and a half hours total. It's like <coughs> quick it pace, quick. Yep. no filler whatsoever, yep. and I loved it. That's Rob Haydack. Uh, shout out to him. He's the visionary who, first of all, says, I want the grappling to look different than the MMA does. He's like, so if you guys just want to wear a sweatshirt or a hoodie, I'm you like. You want to wear your cargo I'm shorts, like, John. That's all you had to say, Rob. You didn't have to argue twice. I I, I, was, I was doing production in my it? shorts. Or somebody, I remember seeing the picture. Did they? Oh, some, I'm sure they I don't did. Know, I, don't know, I remember seeing a picture and they were, you know, and or something. And I remember the way that the cut of the, where the shot was, it was just below knee level, so you could see the top of your cargo shorts. Well, and, and they were wearing jeans. I think Phil had like a sweatshirt on or something yeah, he and had like, like a, a hat. So he yeah, was casual he was as well. Casual. But it's funny. I was like, you know Morgan's going to have fucking shorts uh, on. So, well, normally it's a two-shot. <laughs> normally it has been me and, yeah. and, and Phil or the last time we did a standing. So this time we did a sit-down with three. We brought Paul Felder in as well. Which, I dude, thought that was good. Paul, working with Paul was so fun. Me, yeah. Paul Felder, He's got great CM energy. Punk. And you guys have always had a good relationship as well. Right. You know, but Paul's got great energy. Great energy, man. Know, it was so fun, fun to work with him. Yeah. The, the banter between all three of you was good because it felt like you could definitely tell that you guys had all either talked before, hung out before, or had like good respect because everybody kind of flowed really nicely. Yeah. Like you and Phil have been working out enough that yeah. I mean you guys got that nice ease but like it didn't feel like it was like oh no now we got to work in a third person I know I was a little bit worried you know? about that so like I actually asked the producers if we could put Paul in between me and Punk so that way like we could each look at him like we you know what I mean instead of he's out on the side that way we, you know we could yeah could both kind of but I thought it worked fine and I, I don't know if that's going to be our plan moving forward I mean that was a one night thing obviously this was a really special card I think we had on the main card alone there were 12 UFC vets yeah. which I thought just made it so much fun um, it looked like from what I could tell man uh, everybody was real happy with the product everybody's real happy with the response to the product yeah. the numbers did good on MMA Junkie so I'm assuming they did good for Fight Pass I mean, the grappling was I mean the, the definitely I mean it always I mean it always is going to be you know how how was the, the, the grappling or how was the fights you know that's always going to make an event sure. the grappling was outstanding yeah. there, was, there was great shit that happened but no I thought it was great I mean I think Paul the what Paul he brings uh, some not that it's bringing legitimacy but I like the fact of what he brings as opposed to just bringing in say like a grappling stud like right. like Say if he was like, oh, we're going to have Craig Jones be the third person, it would be a totally different energy. Sure. Just for the fact of how many events that, that Paul's called as well, mm -hmm. you know, so there's an ease. There's there's a, a time of knowing, which I have a problem sometimes, of like just shutting up <laughs> and letting others talk, you know, like sometimes that, that, that can be hard sure. as well. You know, and that's why sometimes when like DC and like Dom and John get together, and maybe sometime with Bisping, sometimes people don't shut up, right? You know, and they just end up talking over, and then they get caught up in their own conversation, and then it's like, wait, you know, there's still a fight going on, right? That your guys are supposed to be calling or whatever. 
like Paul's really, really good. So, I mean, I hope he gets to continue it because, um, one, he knows what he's talking right. about as well, but also he's a pro. Man. I mean, he's, great. he's it, great at He's what doing he does. a UFC one week and doing our event the next. Yeah. That's amazing. You know yeah. what I mean? So I love working with him. He uh, And we had Jay Regabuto as well, who was our fourth man, who we kind of went to as the grappling expert to walk us yeah, through certain situations. He's he, Dude is knowledgeable as hell, man. Yeah. He, he knows his stuff. So Great beard. Fun, great beard. He has a great beard. <laughs> it was a, but it was a fun time overall, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I hope we get to do more like that. Like I said, I think everybody was happy with it. Um, Unfortunate ending, right? I'll be honest with you. I pan- oh, that's the only thing. That- I panicked a little bit. I was like, man, does this mean we're never going to get to do it again? Because if anybody hasn't seen it, and I understand, spoiler or whatever, but, I mean, the results have been out there. This is, you know. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Barza basically in the main event against Daniel Kelly. Of course, Carlos Barza filled in for Rose Namajunas. Carla comes in on a week's notice. Um, she's working top position, and Daniel Kelly has wrist control, and so Carla Sparza lifts up to slam out of it, um, and basically the heads collide, and Carla gets a really bad cut over yeah. her right eye. Um, Danielle ended up getting a pretty nasty hematoma as well, yeah. but obviously the cut was the real concern. Um, matches over at that point. Uh, obviously, it's 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 on the eyelid. It's it could have been worse. I mean, we could have been talking about ligament damage. And, you know, yeah. afterwards it was like, man, you know, this stuff does happen in training. It's not like, you know, you can't get cut in training. It only it happened in a live match. It was a damn unfortunate ending. But I don't think it's the type of thing where, like, the UFC is going to say we just can't do it. I mean, yeah. we know she's supposed to fight for the title, but we don't even have the fight booked yet. Yeah, you know I what I mean? Say, it was better it was a cut than something like that. Even I mean, because even a cut can affect, you know, a fight if it was sure. close enough. if it was close luck- enough. If it's close enough. But luckily, you know, if, if you had to – choose the, the the worst of two evils, better a cut on her face as opposed to, like you said, the ligament damage, yeah. some sort of surgery you know, needed, or some sort of something else. I mean, we saw it happen to Cub Swanson, right, when we were at the Quintet uh, Ultra. I went back and watched that uh. because when we, we – I knew we were going to talk about it in uh, on spin, the last spinning back click. So I went back and watched it, and it was just like – it was just so heartbreaking to watch. But, you know, I couldn't remember at the time, but I, f- I remember when, you, when I went back and watched it, he did it to himself. Did it to himself. You know, and there was that point because you were just like, which Carla did it to herself. So if you think about it, this is crazy. Yeah, it's happened twice. One. You know, and I'm not trying to put the blame on Carla. Obviously, fortunately, uh, the UFC took care of her. Like she was in contact with Dana right away, and they were That's all, you good. know, they were good. I talked to her at the hotel that night. She wasn't, she wasn't panicked at all because I could, yeah. I could see her maybe being like, oh shit, you know, what? I hated some of the feedback some people were giving. Like there was somebody that was just like, oh, you're gonna do dumb shit. You're gonna do white belt shit. You know, you're gonna get blah 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 ah. or something. I was just more like. I, I, I'm a fan of Danielle Kelly. I think she's just fantastic what she's doing. But, man, afterwards when she was just like, eh, you know, like, eh, you know, like, look what happens when you try to do that. I was just like, I wish Carla would have fucking ground I did see that. I that did point. see that feedback where people were like, man, she, and, and, and look, Danielle's young, and she's, man, this is the – the spotlight is growing around her, oh, and yeah, yeah. she's admitted she feels pressure in these situations because I mean she, she's building her profile and all yeah. that, you know. And, and so you win against a former UFC champion, you know, a, a, a top ranked contender. I'm sure that does feel good, you know. That pressure comes up, but you got to know, right? No, nobody wanted to win that way, and yeah, and, and, yeah I, I agree. If After there's any that, criticism, like, like, she celebrated. Like, there were, I did hear some people say, yeah. "I wish she wouldn't have celebrated quite as much." <laughs> After that, I was like, "I wish Carla would have dropped an elbow or two and just said, fuck it." <laughs> You want you want to you want to do big shit, all right? Here, how about this? You know, but like you, you can't take away from what she's doing and and her grappling, man. I'm that's why when she lost against was it Yana's, uh, like the week or so before, mm-hmm. I was just like, whoa, this yeah. girl can lose, right? I was like, I didn't think she could lose, you know, like she's such a stud, man. She's so incredible, and I guess if there was anything like. You're right. I mean, I guess I can't hold it against her that she was actually, you know, sort of. Um, 
cheering of her her accomplishment. She won. She like you said, she beat Carla. But I was I guess I just wanted her to be more humble in that yeah. moment because we knew it's an injury. It was an injury, and it was just it was Carla did it. Wasn't that you hit it? I mean, like Connor would say, she he never she never lost. That's you right. Know? Like you didn't beat me. I beat myself. You know, this is not you. You know, you can't even celebrate. Um, Sean O'Malley, and that's that's undefeated <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Sean O'Malley will tell you, man, his, his eye just gave out on him, man. Yeah. His, had his skin not failed him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but it still goes to the point where, you know, she was – even though Carla was in the top position, she wasn't able to really do anything. So she went to a move to try to break loose, you know. like mm-hmm. So if Danielle did so good to actually control her that that – Carla thought, "This is what I need to that do." That I'm not safe here. That I can't move stay. forward. Like that, that tells you she that felt tells threatened. You, yeah, that tells you what she was doing. You know, like I mean, she's man, she's so and she's so incredible. You know, so I'm not gonna fault her because she actually celebrated, whatever. But I, at the time, for like five minutes yeah, afterwards, like, I was like, doing? I was like, man, I wish Carla would have punched her. <laughs> but then I was like, stop doing that. Dude, stop saying that. I, 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 she's fantastic. I mean, she's phenomenal. She's, She'll be back. She And she, and, and, and Danielle's like one of the ones that, I mean, like if you need people to carry a sport and, you know, just like what Kayla did for like judo, what Rhonda did for judo, you know, you have these, these people that people are like, oh my goodness, you know, she has the the potential to be a role model and be something that all the upcoming young mm-hmm. athletes, whether it be girls or, or boys, can look at her and say, wow, yep. look what you can do if you just really work your butt off in, in that one particular yeah. thing. It's so. funny. She said that that's, that's one of her favorite things about the notoriety that she's getting is when she hears like kids, you know, they like thank her and imagine. say that they watch her. They, they want to do that and they yeah. were inspired by her. She's like, that just means that's cool. the world to me. So it was cool. That's I, look, very cool. I like the rule set too. I like the modified rule set. I know, I know Craig Jones wasn't necessarily a biggest fan of not being able to use his leg locks, but to me, man, that really balances it out yeah. with the MMA. And the way I looked at I've it, I've never I, seen that dude lose before. And I said it on the broadcast. I was like, look, the, it's the I mean, only time I've ever seen him lose. And I know, and he was so frustrated too because he's like, we didn't do anything. I'm like, well, Craig, you were in guard the whole time, like, you yeah. know what I mean? So, but you know, he can't. Do, and I know how much of the game is his leg locks, but the, the, the MMA fighters are used to being able to strike in those positions. Right. So you're taking away a little bit from you and taking away a little bit Same from them. Thing, it like, balances it out. Yeah, like even an MMA fight, if a wrestler or somebody takes him down, they're like, dude, he's not doing anything. It was like, well, then get up. Then get up. Get up on your own. I'm yep. not going to stop the action. Do something yep. about it. You know. So I was surprised that he that he. Stayed down because it's what ten minutes, eight minutes, oh, ten, ten for the minutes. main, eight for, oh, eight for okay, everything okay. else. But still, but still, it's a long time. Yeah, and it was almost he was down in like thirty time. seconds, the same way he always does. Yeah. Like he, it, at first, like he stayed on the feet for a second. I was like, oh, maybe he's gonna fight a little different. Yeah. And they're like, no, nah, he sat down the same way he it always was, does. It was, which is which is good. I mean, he's dangerous in that position. But Sean Brady, you know, dealt with it. He was trying to pass the guard. It was it was a big win. I I enjoyed. It. I just. I like this. I hope we get to do more of it. And man, it's so cool to see Clay Guida, yeah, Cowboy awesome. Cerrone, uh, man, Clay Singlet Guida. The singlet was awesome, and he still, and did, the he still did the slaps. <laughs> I mean, you know, dude, Kevin Holland was fun, man. He was he had yeah. a, he was he, not only was he entertaining just in talking and making faces, but he's just his match was entertaining. Yeah. I mean, we had Jillian Robertson on there, so I'm just telling you, if you didn't watch it, go watch it on Fight Pass. It's worth it. Like I said, they, it was very cool. I, I think it's entertaining. Like I said, we did the whole thing. Prelims and main in like two and a half hours. They've been killing it, man. The, the the fight pass grappling events, man. The the invitational, then this thing. I mean, like it's been fucking killing it. Man. I agree. It's really good. And so, so even though we've had a break, I haven't felt like we've been out of whatever. But honestly, like this time at home, not having to leave to go do events. No. 
I'm soaking it You've in. Been enjoying but I know I know that it's the time is almost Back up. Back on the road. The time is almost up. You got Anaheim in a couple you know? weeks, then I'll, But I'm then don't sure. forget we got the we got Apex the week before, I know. you know, so we're like, we're back at it here, you know, but you know, we haven't talked about Houston yet, but I'm sure it'll probably be me and you, right? I don't know. I just, I assume maybe Matt because me he's a Texas Matt boy. Matt Wells, Texas boy. Yeah. I mean, which is no slight to me. I mean, like you guys did that last time it was a Texas event. Yeah. So I just assume Texas, you know, which is no, no problem for me. I mean, I'll still have to work it from home, of course. but, um, I just assume Texas boys. Mm. I have no problem with that, whatever. But I mean, if I have to, I have to, um, it's just, but yeah, I mean, like, so I haven't felt like it, there hasn't been events because we've had the grappling thing. So I'm uh, good on, uh, you know, Cage Fury and good on, you know, the, the UFC and good on Fight Pass, man. Yeah. If people ever, I mean, like, I know some people kind of felt like Fight Pass maybe fell out or didn't give them the content that they want. But I mean, I'm loving it, man. Yeah. I still go back and watch like old stuff on there, you know. I mean, I was going back there and watching some old fights the other day and it's just like... Man, if if I guess it's for it is for the diehards. I mean, like it's probably not everybody that every once in a while is like, oh man, remember that one match with you know uh, Matt Hughes and blah blah blah, you know? And you're like, I'll, let me just pull that up. Not everybody's gonna do that, but right. the fact that that exists, that that fight library that they it's have there. on there, it is so un. It's just incredible, yeah. man. It's just incredible, which makes me think of something I've just given to John when I worked at the UFC after every event. Uh, we would print out uh, the master DVDs. Either pro- we'd have the prelims and then the programs, and it would go into the archive. But we also gave some to the fighters. We gave some to the commission, and but a lot of it was that's the, how was you got tape back in the day. That's how you got tape back in the day. And we used to actually have the big old tape rooms and stuff. So I would always take copies of uh, the events afterwards for my own little watching this is before fight pass existed right. so i found a bunch of duplicates that i had so i just gifted john a bunch of the ones but yeah over in my little uh, dvd thing starting back from when i started with the ufc in what was it 2011 uh, going till 2015 a bunch of the events and i got them all in sequential order Crazy. there was some that i missed one but like just going back and looking at some of the old fights um it's just cool, but more than likely, it's so just so much easier now to put on like Fight Pass. But uh, it's cool still having the DVD though, because there's that whole history tied to it or whatever. You know, I remember after the event, you know, going over to the tape room, watching the guys pressing the DVDs. I was like, "Hey, you got that DVD for the event? You know, I want that Diaz event, man. Come on, give me that Diaz event." It's crazy. So yeah, man. Flash from the past, man. Uh, it is. It is. Nuts. All right, well, listen, uh, you know what's funny? So last week I, I went ahead and did the show solo because uh, of our travel schedules and all that, and it was funny because I was teasing uh, for everybody to watch for the male and the female fighter of the year uh, yes. to see what they think about our awards at, at MMA Junkie because I actually wrote both of those. Um, unfortunately, me not paying attention to the schedule, uh, we're here a week later, and I'm talking to you again, and those still haven't been released yet. <laughs> so I'm going to tease you again. To pay attention to the male and female fighter of the year and see if you think we got it right. Yeah, because um, I'm looking at the wiki. I don't see them. No, female fighter of the year is going to be released on Thursday, January 6th, and male is Friday, oh, January just tell 7th. Them who it is. No, I can't do it. I'm not ruining it all, so I, I'll, I'll get in trouble for that one. So, uh, yeah, but I, I wrote both the both okay, the pieces around them. It- no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it! Don't do it! Your your uh, your your 2022 travel schedule will will shrink significantly hey, when you get okay. fired. Okay, well then uh, the 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 fighter is like ah, you're wanting to stay home. You can stay home all the time, bro, because you don't have a job anymore. How about that? 
<laughs> you never have to travel again. There's a little gas station next door. I wonder if I can make rent if I just work over there. So those will be out. And then once those come out, then I'd love to hear what you think if you think we got it right. As I said last week, I voted for the people that won in both categories, which I was happy about because I, I was already – I was slated to – I was slated to write up both pieces, and I have had it in the past where I've had to write the piece even though it's not the person I voted for, which I can do because I understand what the case is for why somebody else gets voted, but it's just a lot more rewarding to know that what you're writing is off is you know your opinion as well. So, um, so which one did you was did you vote different in both categories I'm or trying, just one? I'm trying to pull up the the mail to see who what mail is. You have to send me who who the mail was. I can remember, but no, I did not pick for sure. I did not pick the uh, female. I was one of the. Well, I there thought, were four. There were four different. As I mentioned, like, there were four different fighters received votes in the female. Yeah, I thought. I thought there would be more of a majority for who I picked, but I think when it came down the end, I think there were only two of us. Right. Uh, oh, did I? Uh, I might have. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to look at who the who the 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 category was again uh, to see who it was. But I know for sure the female because that was the one where I was like, I was I was shocked. At how many didn't pick who I picked and went the route that they did, right. I understand why they did. Um, I just felt like uh, I was on the fence, honestly, and I almost leaned the way you leaned. Yeah, I, I think when and, and I think when people see when it finally comes out, you know, I think it, it all comes down to how you qualify it and you know what things you put in your head when it makes the decision of what is the fighter of the year. And I think that's when it comes down to everybody sort of had their own sort of set of criteria. There, and there is a little bit different know? criteria, right? I mean, how do you, how do you compare? Cause it is tough to, for everything to be even. Right. So, I mean, you watch, you, you know, even when you watch, like, I bet, I bet everybody, when you watch the fight, you know, when everybody's like, Oh man, that's the fight of the night right there. Oh, that's the performance. Everybody has the reasons, but at the very end of the, end of the night, you're like, man, I kind of get why that was decided, you right. know, and that's, I think with these things like this, you know, um, you know, some of these, you know, it, it feels like it's like a glorified, uh, popularity contest, you know, sometimes, but when you go down and you actually break it down and when you start thinking about some of the reasons when you get to hear what's nice about some of this is when the writers actually, you know, actually have stories going, you kind of get, now you get a more of an insight with the thinking of why right. people did. That's why I like that we actually write some of these things. I think sometimes Instead when you of just, just put up a graphic or yeah, let's yeah. If you just see a graphic, you're like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And that's because you're you're putting it to your own set of criteria. So it's Unfortunately, nice we can always trust the readers to read all the way through the story before forming oh, an opinion and commenting. So we really that's the great part about it. <laughs> so check it check out those when they come out and see what you think. Uh, and yeah, you can weigh in on, on the stories that I wrote if you guys don't mind reading. Uh, what I put in there, I kind of gave my thought process read, as well. Read, people, read. <laughs> All right, so how about uh, Fight of the Year was Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. These are the ones that have already been released. That Not, was a great fight. I mean, a great fight. First of all, let me just say this. Gaethje now has three Fight of the Year wins in five years. Three out of five. Now, he lost one of the fights, but I'm saying he was involved in the Fight of the Year in three of the last five years, yes, which did. is – I yeah, mean, back to back in eighteen and seventeen. I mean, if you ever want to, yeah, I mean, I mean that guy's place in history is secure as one of the most exciting fighters of all time. Three fight of the years in five years. So I want to ask you about that one because Gaethje Chandler. I think I don't want to say it was a runaway winner. We vote on all these as a staff, and it's majority rule. I think it was a pretty solid winner. Um, I know that uh, Volkanovski uh, versus Ortega got some votes, which was a phenomenal fight. That was a good fight. I know Danny Segura had mentioned that he thought 
uh, Holloway and Yair might get a few more votes than it did. I, I think it may have gotten one or two, but not not very many. I know I remember Danny saying, "Man, I'm really surprised that one didn't get more." I think you even throw out maybe uh, Prochaska and, and and Reyes. I mean, maybe that was a uh, Yuri Prochaska and Dominic Reyes. I mean, that was a crazy fight as well for it's as long fight. as it lasted. Volkanovski, Ortega, and Holloway Yair to me both had those kind of like ebbs and flows in them, yeah. like the emotion. Not that Gaethje Chandler didn't. I, I think with Gaethje Chandler, maybe it, it's like the sentimental favorite because like as soon as it was announced, everybody's like, "This is going to be the most insane fight ever," yeah. and then it lived up to the hype. Yeah. So it's like it's like it was already expected to be the fight of the year, and then it lived up to the hype so that it, so that it has that. That love for it, and I think watching it too, it, there was so much of the that anticipation. Like when the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, there was always that moment where you felt like the fight could be over at any moment. So there was just drama through the whole yep. thing, you know. Like I think when it comes to like a fighter, you you have to have that nonstop drama. Yeah, just because. And one, like the the recency bias is very very recency hard. Recency bias is so hard, hard to, to get, get over, over man. because you, you know, like I go when I'm looking through like the list of some of these things, I was like, man, I forgot all about how good that fight yeah. was. You know, like even looking back at like 2017, that Gagey Johnson fight. Oh my god, was absolutely nuts. But it's you forget all about it yeah. until something pops in your head. So, you know, fights that tend to happen towards the end or the later part of the year, I think, are a little bit luckier because so of the bias and I stuff. I think so for too. But that fight still was. I mean, just with the, the two competitors and just remembering how it felt watching it, it was just nonstop. I felt like at any point somebody could knock somebody else out. You yep. know, even just like with with Holloway and like Yair and some of the other ones. There were there was moments of just greatness where you're just like wow, look at him just toy mm-hmm. and look at him just doing the thing, but it didn't have the same feeling like at any moment I could see the fight going either way, and that's what I kind of need. Sometimes. I, I would agree, and the one that I would argue that did have it maybe is Volkanovski Ortega. Man, like Ortega, dude, that yeah, yeah. that moment of Volkanovski like kicking his leg, Towards trying the, to yeah. get out of that choke, dude. It's like oh my god, gnarly. this is over. You know what I mean? Like it's that done. Was pretty gnarly. So. I, I think, and I ended up voting Gaethje Chandler too, but I was torn because I thought maybe Volkanovski Ortega might have been yeah. the way to go because of technically, I guess the stakes are a little bit higher, yeah. right? And we never actually say. Do we say in like the articles who would have been like second or who would have took think, it or whatever? We, I think we usually mention like an honorable mention of like some of the because that had to be number two. I think it was number two. Yeah, because I, I remember I remember two. people voting for that one because you're right. That was now when you think about it in your head, <laughs> it's that fucking recency oh, bias. Because now when you, exactly bias. when you mo- when you put that moment, I think everybody was like because. Ortega was getting the shit handed yep. to him until that point, and then you're like, "Oh, oh my, my god, god. <laughs> is this really going to happen?" And then at, when Volkanovski got out of it, you're just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he got out of it." Then yep. you're just like, "Oh my god, it's just going, it's going nuts." But I mean, yeah, I mean that the Gagey Chandler, that's that's a good winner. I that's mean, a good that, winner. That's a good winner. So here's one that I actually voted on and I wrote as well. So I did, I did the male fighter, female fighter. Those haven't come out. One that did come out that that I voted for. It was my vote. Uh, and it was it was one that I wrote, and it kind of combats the recency bias a little bit. I think is the event of the year, and for me, I went UFC 261, Usman versus Masvidal 2. I, I saw a lot of people, you know, in these kind of online votes and things like that, saying UFC 268, saying UFC 269, which were both phenomenal cards. But for me, that UFC 261 card, not only was it just an insane fight car with three title, three fights, title fights, three stoppages, you know, yeah. all stoppages on the main card. But it was also 
the return of fans, man. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that was the night that the fans back there. And just the energy that was ah, in that that's place. When got his leg. Oh, fucked. snapped, man. Just Woo. the energy that was in that building, man. I'll never forget, like, you know, just getting getting into the arena and, like, I mean, when Anik walked in, like, the crowd's going crazy. When, when Buffer walks in, the crowd's going crazy. Rogue in D.C., you know, it was just – Everybody was so happy to get, uh, 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 you know, an event again, and to be able to get back together, and to be able to have the sold out crowd. And then, if Eight you remember, finishes. and the yeah, and the fights were nuts. Yeah. The, the first fight of the four night, decision, four the, decisions. The first fight of the night was absolutely insane, dude. Like they just came out and just throwing bombs. Yeah. The fight of the night was Look the second that. fight of the night, man. It was a, it was, it was a great yeah, card. Look at so that. that's crazy. I saw a lot of people going like 268, 269, but we picked 261, and that was my vote as well. And I think, again, recency bias is tough, but, man, if yeah. you put yourself back at USC 261 and remember the return of fans and remember what all happened, um, pretty pretty major one. I'll just burn through a, a couple and see what you – a surprise one, but I like this one. Uh, newcomer of the year, Roush Manfio from over in the PFL. Remember, he was a, yeah. a, an alternate, comes in and uh, you know wins a million bucks and takes out some recognizable names. So that was a, a surprising one, I think, but I thought uh, one that deserved to be rewarded. Uh, our breakout fight of the year was uh, Giga Chikadze, uh, which I think is a good choice there. You know, Giga's kind of been on that steady climb, but this feels like the moment that he really kind of got the respect with two big wins over the year. Uh, comeback fighter of the year to me was a no-brainer. Chris Curtis, the guy that was retired not that long ago. The action yeah. man comes in, goes 6-0 and on the year, including the two big wins in the UFC. Uh, no-brainer uh, no, no for me for comeback fighter of the year. Um, I was a little sad. I wanted, I wanted uh, Beast Boy to be the breakout fighter of the year. That's a good one, too. I fucking love that dude. That's like, a good one, too. Like, I never even thought – like, I mean, not that I didn't think about him before, but this year, it wasn't even like he just ran through everybody, but his personality and what he was able to do this year, like, he wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. And after this year, I was like, who is this dude? I was like, my God, I absolutely love this dude. That wouldn't have been Go, a bad – that wouldn't have been a bad choice. Going I guess, out you there know, fighting, doing flips, doing all kinds of shit. I guess, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the first fight didn't go necessarily – but the second yeah. one was so good. That was that was Ben needed that one too. I mean that was that was it was crazy just seeing uh, Ben needed that. Oh, one. Oh, he did but, need that one. But uh, yeah, I mean and that's the thing. That, like again, it, it just comes down to like criteria and other stuff. Like I could also see when I say like this guy, I'm like that's a stupid pick because he had one win. But in terms of like you know memorable things or whatever, like I there were so many characters that sort of shone out that it's so tough. To like pick uh, these sort of things, but yeah, part of me just wanted a homer for that guy. But I was like, if I try to say like, wouldn't have been a bad guy, case to make. I was like, I can see where people are like, uh, that's stupid. It wouldn't <laughs> have been a bad case to make though. I mean, maybe a, a newcomer of the year would have been a good category for that as well. Yeah. You know, because he made it to the UFC. So um, yeah, he probably deserved a little bit of recognition too. He did make a big splash. Submission of the year: Andre Muniz with the the arm yeah. break of Jacare Souza. Tough to argue that one. Upset of the year, Juliana Pena defeating Amanda Nunes. That's probably the shoo-in. easiest pick yeah, that, out of all of them. Yeah, I was a shoo-in. How about – I was a little bit surprised with our knockout of the year. Knockout of the year ended up being Sergio Pettis over Kyoji Horiguchi. And, and again – I, you know, you mentioned recency, recency by. Yes. I know. And listen, it I mean, was, it was a hell, I phenomenal mean, he, knockout. He was losing. He was losing. Yes. He was losing badly. So there is something about how that – I mean, there was a turnaround, you know, of like, I don't know, turnaround of the fight of the year or whatever. I mean, like, that was balls. It was just nuts. But, I mean, also, too, like, nobody's knocking out Horiguchi. Nobody's right. finishing Horiguchi. So to, to be – 
getting his ass handed to him and then to get that pretty spectacular. I, yeah, I'm not I, saying I wasn't, it's a, I wasn't sad. It's about not it a by bad all. winner. It's not a bad winner. No. I was just a little bit surprised. For me, I actually voted for Usman over Masvidal just because it yeah. was such an unexpected result. I mean, it was a brutal KO, it was so and it was dominant. one that nobody oh. saw coming. I mean. I think most everybody I know thought Usman was going to win that fight. I didn't see many Masvidal picks yeah. out there, other than just we fans. Just didn't supported. think it'd be like that. Not like that. Not yeah. like that. So that that, that was, was spe- that I think was my spectacular. Pick, a, a couple other ones I thought at least were deserving. Uh, Lewis and Blades, just because I mean, stiffening yeah. win with that shot was was pretty spectacular. Yep. But uh, I'll mention it again for Oscar Reyes. That man, that was a, a, a crazy was kill. Great. And um, I'll throw it out there too. Um, I think Sanhagen Edgar was a was a, a you know a quality nominee as well. Um, a sad moment, obviously in the in the apex seeing that. So yeah, um, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. We got a few more to come. So good candidates. I mean, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. It's so tough. I mean, like, luckily we work in a sport where I mean, like, it's almost it's it is hard to to like pick between. And there's always going to be so people hard. on on. You know, saying that oh, your picks are stupid. You can't blah 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 because you know, unfortunately, you have to some at some point whittle them down to something. You do, you know, or you're gonna have be choosing between twenty fights or twenty options every time. And at some point, you just have to whittle them down to something. But I think the ones we picked are good. But yeah, I mean, I I can't be upset with the the Pettis Horiguchi just for the fact of. That was just such a spectacular. It was ending. spectacular. It was oh, it was clutch delivery, right, of a fight like you said that you were losing against a dude that is a phenomenal world class yeah. athlete. And I think a lot of people, a lot of times, are always they expect only great shit. And you, and you look at our list. I mean, our list very very heavily leans UFC. I mean, let's let's be honest. We've always said, and we I mean, they have some of the best fighters in, in the world. But Bellator's really kicked it up, mm-hmm. and I was glad that they were able to get a little bit of shine, and they deserved it. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. that's definitely not a oh hey, let's throw let's Bellator. Let's make sure a we bone. give another promotion. No, yeah. like that that fight for sure was was fantastic, and I mean, it was just man, he was getting his ass handed to him, and I was feeling so bad because I mean, I was like, man, you just got the belt, and now you're not even going to be able to to, to defend know. it in his family's there his brother's there you know i mean i loved it when he got that belt and the the pride in anthony's face when he went up there and was celebrating with him i just i just love that i mean i i wish we could have more of that sort of thing but you know you don't have a lot of siblings that that fight in the sport but for have one be able to let alone a former champ be able to see his younger brother rise up and get Pretty a belt cool as well. It's so it was so cool. So at this point you're like, oh no, he's not gonna be able to defend the belt. And it was like such the toughest, tough, tough name to get it. And for him to pull it out, he really not that he changed my perception of Sergio, because I've always thought Sergio was a he's a hell of a he's hell of a nice individual and he's a great, great fighter. But man, I until that point I was like, man, maybe he just doesn't have what it takes to be like a that champ that you could see with the longevity, being able to hold on to it. Is he just a flash in the pan? Right. Did he just get there and is it going to be done and we're we're not going to nope. remember the Sergio? After that, I was like, wow, okay, kid, I and, see you. And then I how about you. how about when the training footage comes out showing that he was working that exact, working that you know exact. what I mean, like so sick. That's awesome. So sick. That was awesome. We well, should say uh, appreciate all your feedback on uh, any of our awards. Always glad to hear what, what you guys think about it. Should say if you if uh, you like what you're listening to about with all this type of discussion, make sure you, you do us a favor and log into uh, wherever you're listening to, leave us some feedback, rate us, review us. That always helps out. Uh, if you want to step your game up to the next level and take us over to Patreon.com/slash The MMA Roadshow, you can help support us financially over there. Certainly do appreciate that. Of course, you get exclusive access to the and a half episodes mm-hmm. that we do every week. And
and uh, of course you just get our undying love and affection <laughs> as well because we appreciate you keeping the lights on that's, that's it that's how cold coffee is able to move into this <laughs> wonderful state that's how i was able to keep the staff on that's how that, i mean look you're, you're, we're helping the economy here in Las Vegas. <laughs> you're really helping out you're really helping out all right listen uh before i headed over here to the beautiful abode of cold coffee uh, i did get a chance to speak briefly with pani kianza uh oh, usc women's bantamweight yeah she's a fantastic uh, person a fun interview uh and so i had a chance to catch up with her so i'll uh share that with you now eventually we'll have some coverage on mma junkie when i get back to work later this week but for now we share it with you here's penny Kianza. all right penny well the last time we got a chance to see you it was uh in september i know it was kind of a uh, i guess a frustrating result for you you know you had the, the win yeah. streak snapped and uh i know probably just a frustrating result overall so talk to me i mean what what, what kind of lessons did you take out of that fight well i just not not and that i don't want to be in a boring fight and I was in a crucially boring fight, and I hate myself for that. Uh, the only thing I, I'm not really thinking about the results. It would be nice to be five and zero. I'm not gonna lie, but I just did not like. If the uh, the, the decision would have gone my way, I would not be happy. I would never want to win like that because I did not look good. Uh, I didn't feel like myself. Uh, like I won't say that I feel uh, didn't feel like myself. I just felt the Rocky was better that night. And I did not perform to my fullest. And I'm woman enough to admit that. I mean, I'm okay. I was, I'm probably going to be better the day after, but it's like Saturday night. It was like that night and I did not perform, but it's so, fine. I, I mean, mean well, it, it takes, it takes yeah. two, right? I mean, I know you have all the respect yeah. in the world for Raquel Pennington and she's tough and yeah. she's on a nice run as well. But I mean, do you put some yeah. of that blame on her as well? That Hey, it takes two people to make a fight either exciting or boring. I mean, she wanted to win, and I i guess that was her way to win. But I wouldn't blame her. I wouldn't want to stand with me either. I mean, <laughs> if you look at it that way, just so I was trying to – I just fell into her game, and that's what she's good at. That's what I tried so hard in this camp to not fall fall into. It was her game, but I did not succeed that night. But, I mean, I've been working a lot since that day um, when I got home. Three days after I was in the gym, I was like, this is not going to bring me down. I'm not going to be a depressed fuck. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep on working. That's why I got to be like 4-0 and in, in a year. So, Very nice. Uh, I did want to ask you uh, health-wise. You had some eye issues after the fight, right? What uh, what, what happened there? I don't, I don't know what it was. I can't say if it was something on my part or on her part. I'm... I'm not really, um, I can't remember, so I, w I don't want to say that it was. Uh, but it's all good now. I mean, I, I thought it was worse, but I'm, I'm all healed, and I have no issues with that. Nice. Was that scary at all? I mean, I think, like, you know, eyesight, obviously, that can change a career instantly, right? I was kind of blind for a few days. <laughs> uh, but not like, not like um, the, it wasn't, like, super dangerous. It was just that, it hurt so much that I just didn't want to open my eyes. But wow. uh, I checked it all out, and it was nothing, you know, nothing bad, and it kind of healed. So I'm Fantastic. back to training. Yeah, Great to hear that. So talk about what the focus has been. You said, you know, that whole camp, the goal was don't fall into her game plan. You fell into her game plan. Um, yeah. what, have you, what have you been doing? I mean, I, I, you know, I hear fighters say a lot of the time when you're not preparing for a camp, that's when you can actually get better as a fighter. So what's what's the focus been like for you? 
That's what I've been doing. I've been trying to be uncomfortable in uh, uh, in a lot of positions, like trying to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Can you say it like that? And try to like learn new stuff. Because last year I was basically in camp the whole year and I didn't really learn that much new stuff. So that's what I've been trying to do this uh, right after the Rocky fight. I've just been like training on stuff that I feel uncomfortable and and you know being like new at something being like not being the best at something is pretty hard but uh that's what i've been trying to do and just like build myself up you know and going back to my strength and conditioning like pretty heavy training uh that's not not something i'm I, i'm doing in camp so uh just nice. working on new stuff i'm uh, i'm actually um i moved out a couple of months in the woods like I just said, <laughs> I'm from kind of a, uh, I'm from the south of Sweden. It's pretty, it's a pretty big town, uh, but I moved five hours away uh, into like the forest <laughs> uh, and I rented a house in the middle of nowhere. And uh, when I talked to my manager about it, I'm like, yeah, the, it could be wolves here. He's like, you don't have a gun. I'm like, no, why would I have a gun? <laughs> He's like, I would never be around wolves without a gun. I'm like, no, that's so American. <laughs> um, so I'm living out here, <laughs> training with my other training buddies uh, from around here. And, uh, and I have one of my coaches here as well. So, you know, I'm living kind of the rocky lifestyle here. Uh, was, so yeah, that's what I'm trying right now. Was that kind of the yeah, influence? Is like this snowy... rocky, like get out there. <laughs> it is, and 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 I mean, if you look around here, it's just snow and just like woods and everything. So it it got this like because after the fight, I got this like um, I got so motivated, like Rocky did after the first fight and after the Kovalang fight. So I'm super motivated to get back in there, but I just needed my space a bit because, like I say, I live in a big city. I used to train in Copenhagen for nine years. And if anybody been in Copenhagen, it's pretty messy. And it's a big town, a lot of people, but now I have nobody around here, so it's pretty nice. That's crazy. Uh, I saw you training with the Swedish national team, right? Is that something that you've done before, or is that new? I have a couple of buddies there uh, uh, that are still amateurs that have been training with them. But um, I I was teaching them um, a class. And then I was just like hanging around and watching them do their like physical tests. I'm like, wow, if the national team was existing when I was fighting amateur, I would be a fucking beast. <laughs> no, that was just fun just hanging around with them. I have a couple of girls just coming in and visiting me and just helping me with training. Uh, so, yeah, cool. that was fun. Yeah, they're, Very cool. they're so good. Well, I know you're ready to get uh, back in the get in the cage for yourself and not just yeah. training. I I saw you calling for a fight with Misha Tate. I thought that was pretty interesting. What what it was it about the fight with Misha Tate that intrigues yeah. you? And is that still the one you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we both lost to Rocky, right? And uh, I mean, if you look at the ranking, there is nobody left than me and her that's not injured been pregnant, are pregnant, waiting to deliver, injured, or already matched. So if you look at it, I mean, why not? And, um, and she just said no to Aspen Lad. So I'm not seeing that many choices for her either. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, if she doesn't want to fight Aspen Lad, I mean, I don't see any other 
girls out there. I mean, I don't see any other possibilities. If you can name one, of course. But I don't see anybody that she hasn't already fought or lost against or just won against. I don't know. But um, I just think it's a good match. I'm like, I'm, I'm like this. When I got into UFC, that was like, that was the goal of my life, okay? But now when I'm there, I don't want to waste time. I mean, I just want to fight. I mean, I just turned 30. Maybe that's like a crisis thing. But I just feel like <laughs> I want to fight. I just don't want to wait it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. So what do you think about her as an opponent? Obviously, she's, you know, former champ, a big name. Um, but her last fight, she was a little flat in that fight as well, I think. So what do you think about her? Like, when you look at her, what do you see as an opponent? I mean, I always respect my opponents, like, highest level, because this is what we're doing, is the highest level. Um, but I've been a big fan of her for many years. I mean, I've been following her career. Uh, I feel that, I mean, if she, she when she came back, she said she wants to be champ. She just don't want to just fight once and just be done with it. But if you want to be champ, then you have to go through all of us that have been here when you went away, that worked our way up and everything. So, but... So that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, she's a bit of the old generation and I'm a bit a part of the new generation, but still like veteran. <laughs> uh, so I, I just think it will be a good matchup. And just like I said, she lost Rocky as well. And uh, I mean, I see it being a great step for me in this division. Uh, I feel that I can get back on track and erase my, my loss against Rocky when I win this fight. And then, I mean, she doesn't want to fight Aspen. I fight Aspen after I beat Misha. No problem. There you go. Got it all laid I out. I, I, I like it. I like the idea. What, uh, I guess, ideally, are you looking at a date on the calendar? Is there a time when you want to get booked? I mean, I'm, I imagine you don't want to sit around and wait for her if she's dragging her feet. So no. what's when do you want um, to fight? Marsh. And I heard she wants to fight in Marsh as well. I mean, I'm I'm planning it all out for her. <laughs> it's all perfect, <laughs> and for the matchmaker. So I don't know, and uh, and I mean, it's been a lot of talk about this Aspen thing, and I just think the focus has been like not on the right stuff. I mean, her focus has been on Aspen's uh, uh, the relationship uh, training. I'm like, forget about that. You don't want to fight her. Fight me instead. I mean, I don't want to sit and like hear about like what people think about other people's relationship and fighting and coaches and everything. I just want to get this going. So I like it. A respectful call out. And as you said, it makes yeah, sense definitely. on the schedule, makes sense in the rankings. It just seems to make sense, right? I mean, if it's in the States or if she wants to come to Europe, I don't think she ever fought in Europe, actually. And if it opens so up, I mean, why not? But I mean, I'm no. Uh, I'm 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 always been fighting in states anyway, so I have no problems coming over. So. I was going to ask you. You said March. I mean, we keep hearing about London. Obviously, the world can change yeah. in a second with everything that's going on. But if London happens, would that be ideal for you? Yes. I mean, I can't wait to fight in Europe again. I'm 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 just waiting for them to come back to Sweden. I have not fought in Sweden for the UFC yet, so. We need to make that happen as well. Stockholm's a great place. The the Ericsson Globe there, a beautiful facility. I mean, we had some crazy fights there. I mean, imagine having Kamzat on the card, having me on the card, Hermanson and everybody else. So that will be ideal. But, but, but I will, I will come to the States. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. As long well, as listen, she I... says yes. <laughs> I love I mean, it. I well, we'll put her it out twice there. now. So she's, twice. She's, and this is number three now. <laughs> she's got to take it now. 
yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She's got to take it now. I mean, um, if 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 you look at the rankings, you can't see anybody else, right? I mean, Not really. If you, if you look at the youths, no. And if we're gonna talk about the rankings, I think it's bullshit, though. <laughs> <laughs> the UC ranking doesn't make any sense, and it, it doesn't make any sense. I think I just thought about this. If we have time, I just thought about this the other day when I was like driving or something. I was like. If you're not active within a year, I don't think. Uh, I think when it comes to the rankings, it's doesn't make sense because people can be n- not be active for years and it can still still keep their spot, while other people are super active but they don't really go nowhere. They don't go anywhere. So I just think there would be it should be like a one year limit. If you don't, if you're not active within a year, I don't think you should be able to go up. You should just be going down. But I, that's just my opinion. So, so I, I guess ideal. Uh, what does this year look like for you? I mean, you fight in March. I mean, is this another year where you want to fight a bunch of times? I mean, you laid it out, uh, Misha Aspen. That'd be pretty successful. But what does this year look like for you? No, I want a title fight after the Aspen fight. When I went over Misha and Aspen, I want to tell fight. It's no other way. Like I, I had a busy year and I, be, and I, and I beat a lot of good opponents. And yeah, I lost my last fight, but I still have a good, good record coming in for this year. And I just feel like with two wins over those two girls, that's a good. I mean, that's two good girls to win over to get a title fight. I mean, if Pina can get a fight over over a title fight over one win. I mean, I could, I could get these wins, and I could go for a towel run. Absolutely, 2022. Why not? I love it. All right, Penny. Well, we'll see yes. how it plays out. Hopefully, it starts with this Misha fight. Hopefully, it happens in London. That'd be awesome to see it there. That'd be a, a great be opportunity. Awesome. We'll see how it all plays out. In the meantime, we'll uh, we'll let you go back to your rocky lifestyle. Any any last messages for the fans out there that are uh, waiting to see you get back in there? Uh, no, nothing. Just uh, thank you so much for following me, and uh, please push for this fight so we can get another like European versus American uh, fight on the card. Uh, and hoping to to start this year like really good and uh, positive, and hoping to get a really good year with good fights. All right, that was Panny Kianset pushing for a fight with uh, Misha Tate, which you look at, I think it does make some sense. I think in, in our rankings at MMA Junkie, uh, Panny is an uh, uh, honorable mention, and Misha is number 11 in the actual UFC rankings. It's 8 and 12, so uh, I think it's a fight that does kind of make some sense. They both had some recent setbacks, so uh, maybe a matchup that you, that you put together. I should say, by the way, I was talking to her before we were doing that. Uh, she lives like apparently out in the middle of nowhere, uh, which I think she mentioned it, you know, kind of this rocky lifestyle, but uh, I, I thought it was a little bit interesting too that she was willing to do that. So, uh, and the last thing I want to say on that, uh, I'm going to use her criticism of the rankings to break a little news that I am joining the UFC rankings panel. So, beginning with the first event of 2022, Ooh. I will begin uh, being part of the rankings. So, uh, all those people that now say the ranking, the UFC rankings suck and make no sense. Well, I will try to do my best to make sure that at least my vote uh, makes sense. It was something the UFC had asked me to do. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I've, I've been doing it for Bellator as well. I've been part of the rankings panel there. And so I, I don't see 
uh, any reason to do it for Bellator and not to do it for the UFC as well. So um, the big difference is, of course, uh, the UFC rankings are all published individually, I believe. So uh, you'll all get to see my uh, individual <laughs> rankings. So I'm sure there'll be criticism and, oh, you suck and you're dumb. More hate. But, yeah, more, more hate, hate coming your way. Bring it, bring it. I feel, Look, <laughs> I've been doing this 15 years. If I'm not willing to give my thoughts on what the UFC's rankings should be and, and, and take criticism of them, then you know, I need to be able to stand behind my opinion. So, uh, yeah, starting with the new year, I'll be part of the UFC rankings panel. So, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll see. I think there's some... Is that an invite-only sort of thing? It is an invite-only thing. I think there's an, an, an invitation out to a couple other people on our staff as well, whether or not they're going to accept. I don't know. But I do know that the UFC, um, they would like to get a, a, a bit more... Uh, known commodities on the rankings. You know, you've yeah. seen some criticism over the years of the people that are that are doing the rankings, and I, I you know, they're they're certainly not going to be critical of the people that are doing it because I know they appreciate their time. But I think there's an effort behind the scenes there to maybe get a few more <coughs> recognizable names in terms. Well, of I, I should voting. be looking in my mailbox soon. Where should be coming any minute now. <laughs> I, I, I'd Scott, I mean, maybe maybe ah! che- maybe check your spam filter. Yeah, maybe the spam filter. They're like, ah, we're we're looking forward to the guy that's going to be like. Ooh, who's this? Hey, who's former picks champion. That's it. I mean, I think that's what pushed. I think that's, that's what, what got it, you over the edge. That's what pushed me over the edge this year. They oh. saw they saw the picks champion, and they were like, "Oh, even made junkie staff picks champ." Let's <laughs> I'm get glad this that guy. they pay, they pay, they pay close attention to the. Oh, uh, to, the, as, as soon as the final standings came out, I got a phone call. <laughs> I won't say who it was, but they were like, "Hey, uh, just saw the final standings. Congratulations on your staff picks victory." Clearly, you have done enough to prove to us <laughs> that you are worthy of Here's being on our rankings Here's your invitation, panel. sir. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, casting my votes. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get some more recognizable names uh, in that uh, in that pool of, of voters as well. That's so awesome. We'll see. Uh, listen, a couple of things I just want to throw out, uh, throw out real quick. Uh, the IMMAF celebrated its 10th anniversary recently. And I just want to say... Kudos to everybody that's involved over there, man. I, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure how successful that organization would be when it was first launched. I wasn't sure if it was uh, – I, I was there for the launch of it. And they, they talked big plans. I mean, eventually, you know, they'd love to see MMA in the Olympics. I don't know if that will ever happen or not, but they're working towards, you know, recognition in all these countries all over the world and developing this amazing amateur system. And it's so cool because, you know, now you're seeing these fighters that were amateur world champions – through the IMMAF that are you know becoming notable professionals as well, and the experience that they gain there is is, is amazing. So uh, I just want to say kudos to all those people. It's something that happens a lot behind the scenes. We don't cover a lot of what they do. Obviously, they're dealing with amateur fighters, and so we yeah. don't cover a lot of what they do. I wish we could do more, to be honest with you, because I think it's it's deserving. But um, you know, we just bandwidth is bandwidth. But uh, but they. I was going to say that you're going to be adding a whole yeah, oh, no, lot more work. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. But uh, but I think they deserve some recognition. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to bring. Up. Check this out. I got this email the other day, and it was from a PR firm here in uh, Las Vegas uh, that was pitching this, and I was not aware of this. And, and maybe here is, is the, the reason for the skyrocketing home prices here at Cold Coffee, but it says the pitch was Las Vegas is offering sports fans their dream weekend in Las Vegas with an ultimate sports weekend from February 3rd to 6th. Now check this out. On February 3rd, the East-West Shrine Bowl at Allegiant Stadium. Okay, that's fine. February 4th, the NHL All-Star Weekend is at T-Mobile Arena. February 5th is UFC Hermanson versus Strickland, so that made it on there. And February 6th is the Pro Bowl at Allegiant Stadium. Can you yeah. – in one weekend, were you aware of that? The NHL All-Star Game and the NFL Pro Bowl? I didn't know about the NHL one, but I knew that Allegiant has a bunch of stuff going forward. Like even, How like, crazy is that? 
It's pretty crazy, man. To the us stuff. not even having professional sports other than the UFC yeah. here in Vegas to now the NHL All-Star Weekend and the NFL Pro Bowl are going to yeah. be the same weekend here well, in Vegas. Remember, they wanted to have the draft out here, and I think that was when we really mm-hmm. – you could tell that we we had got on the radar, and they yep. were like, okay – uh, you know, we're not worried about the whole gambling thing, you know, because for the longest time it felt like they didn't want to touch Vegas because they thought that, oh, you know, with gambling going on, you know, it's just we we don't want to go there because, you know, it gives the idea that we're behind on gambling, that we're, you know, whatever. But then when they start seeing that gambling's opening up everywhere, it's like everywhere. might as well just embrace it, you yep. know. Don't, don't go to the – I mean, if you know what's the entertainment capital of the U.S., I mean, it's like why not go there? But, yeah, I mean, going forward – it's pretty sick, but I mean, I could use a few less events if it lowers the rents <laughs> out here. <laughs> but it is, it, but it is kind of cool to to know that that stuff is coming out here because I can see, uh, I can see like marching, like less <laughs> events, lower rent, less events, there lower rents. Do we really care about the NHL? <laughs> Uh, I just thought that was cool, man. I mean, it is obviously, very cool. the, I mean, and, and it's cool. I gotta say, by the way, cool that the UFC is being included in there as well. To see mixed martial arts mentioned alongside yeah. the NFL, the NHL, you know, all that. I, I, and I this at a time cool. when like conventions have been pulling out from yeah. like Vegas, you know. I mean, like, you know. So I'm glad that you know some sporting things and some events are still like, hey, we're gonna keep pushing forward, right. you know, because we saw what happened when things pulled out of Vegas. I mean, Ooh, like this yeah. town, this town, we were hurting. Was hurting bad, bad, bad. You know, so every time you hear about, because it make it always makes the news when a convention shuts down here. And I they were talking about CES, CES which is a huge massive one, massive electronics. You know, so if if stuff like that starts pulling out of here, I mean, the the economy here takes a big, big hit. You know, and as many as these other little things, I mean, they're just a drop in the bucket to some of these conventions and stuff. So, but hopefully, I mean, hopefully things keep moving forward, and we realize that you know. You know, COVID and things of that sort, it's going to be here forever. I mean, it's going to be here. Um, let's just learn to live with it and let's just keep, let's keep, let's keep this town open. Let's just keep moving forward. Um, but no, that's cool. That is, that is very, very cool. But now, yes. I guess if you're a sports fan and you got uh, you got some extra money in your pocket and you want to pick a weekend to come out and have a good time, even if you don't and go be to, able to gamble, well, and I was going to say, even if stuff. you didn't go to the actual games themselves or whatever, yeah. like, I don't know how hard it's going to be to get tickets. I can't imagine it be that hard to get tickets to, but. You know, even if you just want to come out, hang out, enjoy the energy, a little bit yeah. of tailgating, a little bit of partying down by T-Mobile. You can T-Mobile. always go to a sports book and it'll have it on. <laughs> They'll definitely have it on. So, I thought that was pretty cool, man. That's uh, yeah. good Good to see Vegas back strong. So Even the residencies, uh, music-wise, are picking up as well, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it just feels good. It feels like, you know, things are starting to happen. Because what was it the other day? Like, uh, I think John... Uh, Bruno Mars was doing something for New Year's because I think he has a residency. Katy Perry was doing something. I don't know if John Legend had something. Or, but I was just like, fuck yeah, man. Coming like back, man. It's coming back, man. I'm just so happy that things are starting to, uh, starting to just get back to normal. Um, yeah, I mean, more the merrier, man. Bring it on. I dig it. All right, listen, one last announcement I want to make. Uh, In case you didn't see it, just something to put on your calendar. Uh, Next Wednesday, January 12th, Invicta FC 45 will actually be streaming live. Where's uh, that? Through the MMA Junkie YouTube channel. You can see it on YouTube. Of course, we'll have a player hosted on MMA Junkie. uh, But I know that uh, you're involved behind the scenes and getting that produced and ready to go. Um, But pretty cool, right? I mean, partnering with Invicta. I love Invicta. I do too. And we're going to get to stream it it. directly on our, our YouTube channel. I know that they've changed a bit, you know, but 
it's still an Invicta and its core principles of what they're doing, you know, and, and putting a spotlight on uh, on females MMA. I mean, there's nobody better at what they did before before the UFC ever got their act together and put a spotlight on on female fighters. Invicta was the ones doing mm-hmm. it. Man, I was so happy. I went. I mean, I went. I would made a couple trips to to Kansas City to watch events. And loved it. I've always loved it, and so I'm I'm super proud and happy that we're actually doing something with them. Um, I think it's fantastic, uh, and every spotlight, you know. And it's funny, you know. Uh, that's why I first saw Laura Sanko, mm-hmm. and look at what she's doing now. Like a lot of people now just only know her as for what she's doing now. I think a lot that's of right. people forget that she used to fight, you know, and let alone some of these other studs that have come through Invicta, man. Uh, they're top-notch fighters. A lot of the great, great fighters that are making their way into the UFC that people, if they don't know where they came from, came from Invicta. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're getting to do something with them and put it on our YouTube channel, I'm so super stoked. Pretty cool. I'm not sure how it came about, but I'm very, very happy that it did. Very happy that it happened for That's sure. pretty so cool. I want to make sure you guys are aware of that. Something to tune in on a Wednesday night. Because, listen, enjoy this last weekend of uh, slow combat sports, yeah. no major events, because it kicks yeah. back up next week. Just next week alone, Invicta SC45, one championship, LFA, KSW, and, of course, UFC on ESPN 32, which uh, you and I will be covering at the UFC Apex. So uh, enjoy this one last weekend <laughs> of uh, peace on earth and goodwill to men and all that. And Because next week is... Yeah, I know what you want to say, man. <laughs> But we're looking forward to it. We need it fights. Cool. We need fights. So uh, enjoy the peaceful weekend. <laughs> and, of course, as always, thanks for listening.